getting dark, it's after four o'clock. Uh, there is very little going on outside there, and I can't see an awful lot because it is definitely past dusk. Um, yeah, I don't think an awful lot's going to be going on out there, but uh, we'll give it a go anyway. Welcome to episode 34 of Not Mr. Burt Blogs, as I said the other week. Episode 34 of Mr. Burt Pods. Yes, a bit of a crisis there, as I realised my tea was uh, out of reach. Talking of which, um, one of my closest friends uh, and I bonded over tea because we were both. It's funny, when my, I think it's since my parents got old and died, actually, I was brought up with a magical, never-ending, flowing teapot. It's a northern thing. And, um, you know, do you want a cup of tea? No, thank you. And a cup of tea would be produced. So there was just no way you could never have a cup of tea. And um, I just got fed up with tea. I think I left home and just didn't want to drink any more tea. I'd had enough of it. Uh, and then I went sort of coffee mad. Now I've gone full circle. I'm back to drinking tea constantly. Uh, and that plays havoc with my bladder. So I don't know how good an idea it is, really. But um, we've just been clearing out, my brother and I, the possibly for the final time, the family home in Harrogate. I must have mentioned to my brother I wanted the teapot. Uh, first car of the evening. Gosh, the headlights aren't bright. It really is dark out there. And the car's turned the corner and just stopped in the middle of the road and is now backing out onto the road. It's just turned off. Really sensible thing to do when it's dark, has to be said. Um, so I must have mentioned I wanted the teapot, uh, which is a dark brown teapot, which is very useful because, well, it's not a dark brown. It's like a quite, it's almost a ready brown dark. Very useful because it hides the teapot tea stains. I was brought up on um, loose leaf tea and I could win and oh, oh in a van, what's all going? Looks a bit suspicious actually. Um, that looks like one of those vans that's uh, had the name that originally was on it taken off uh, but not, it's still slightly legible, it's too dark to see. Um, yeah we didn't have tea strainers, we just had loose leaf tea and I, for years and years and years, I refused to have tea bags because I didn't believe in them. And I'm still a bit iffy about them, to be honest. Uh, they're a bit newfangled tea bags. So, um, yeah, so sloshing tea bags. God knows where we sloshed all that. Probably went down the drain. Um, so anyway, I think I wanted, you know, it was just a, one of the few, well, I say few, there's obviously more things than I've wanted, meant to get, uh, have come home. But uh, one of the things I must have mentioned to my brother was wanting the teapot, which he get, got for me. I collected some stuff off him yesterday. And um, I looked at the bottom of it, and it says made in Indonesia, microwave and dishwasher safe. So it's not the uh, family heirloom I thought it was, you know. It's not the 17th century teapot um, that it could have been. It was a bit of a disappointment. And uh, lesson learnt, just don't hang on to things. It's not worth it. So uh, we have got a teapot that I painted uh, we had one of those places used to have one of those places near us where you could paint uh, clay things and then they'd fire them in the uh, oven uh, what was it called color me creative or something uh, but um, it's a bit big uh, it's just a bit too big anyway this is a better size and then I couldn't find a tea cozy of course uh, I managed to find one but I don't like it very much but uh, anyway yeah so anyway so um Mm. So, um, 
very chatty woman on the phone. I, I wouldn't be walking along this street on my phone, to be honest, because there are hidden puddles. The pavement's dreadful, and there are hidden puddles, and you can end up uh, with water up to your knee, to be frank. Which reminds me, I was running this morning. I had a very slow run this morning. I was tired. And the amount of people, it, there's a path around a recreation field, and the path's not that wide. It's wide enough to, for two people to walk past, but not really wide enough for the two meter thing, which I'm not that paranoid about, but I'm aware that I'm breathing quite heavily when I'm running, and I don't like running too close to people. So I tend to run onto the grass, and the, but the grass is really muddy uh, and potentially slippy. Uh, and I've already fallen on my back twice, and so I really do need to be careful. And um, there's this one woman who just marched. She was marching around. I passed about five or six times. She just did not get out of my way. She just walked down the middle of the path. She didn't even move slightly over. She just walked right down the middle as I pranced like some sort of circus horse uh, through the mud, trying not to fall over. I got so sick of it in the end, I just ran at her. The last time I just put my head down and ran at her like a bull. And she practically leapt out of the way. I felt really bad, actually. But then I passed her again. She still didn't get out of my way. I still ended up prancing around on the grass. It really annoys me. Cause I know a lot of runners are really annoying, but I really do make an effort to get out of people's way. So anyway, I've got off the topic of tea. So yes, so I, um, I've i been talking a lot to uh, a friend I met in the theatre and we bonded over, I don't know whether we bonded over tea, but tea was a big bonding element of our friendship, growing friendship. And um, uh, we had a bit of a, yes, it got very controversial because someone brought into the theatre biscuit brew, uh, Yorkshire tea biscuit brew, which is a sort of this multi-flavoured tea that's meant to taste like a biscuit. Uh, it doesn't really. No one liked it, and I didn't particularly but um, my friend went off to do something else and I stayed in the theatre and I kept using it and I quite liked it in the end, but she didn't. But anyway, she sent a photograph of a, uh, a story she'd found when she was, she must have written it when she was about eight or nine or something, I'd say about the handwriting. Um, it's about, and I can't say it, it's Danny the Dipl Diplosaurus or whatever they call those dinosaurs. Uh, and he's walking down the street, as dinosaurs do, and he meets his friend. I can't remember what his friend's called. So they join up and they continue walking down the street together. And then they hear all this screaming coming from an empty house. I got quite het up at this point because the tension was ratcheting up. Uh, they go and investigate the screaming in the empty house. Uh, you know, you're thinking, what could be going? Is someone being murdered? You know, has someone had an accident? And they're crying out for help. Anyway, the dinosaurs get to the house. And I can't comment on that person because I can't see them. It's just like a silhouette. Apart from the fact it's a man with a hat. It's annoying. Um, anyway, the dinosaurs get there and they look through the window or something and they can't see anything, so they just go away again. Which is great when you're in the process of being murdered and someone potentially could be saving you. Uh, so what they do is they go off down the road to the cafe and have a cup of tea. The end. Literally. Have a cup of tea. The end. And like she was pointing out, at the age of eight, she wasn't drinking tea and she, and she wasn't going to cafes to have a cup of tea either. So obviously it's so ingrained in her genes that uh, tea drinking was coming out and cafes was coming out in her unconscious. We did struggle in, well, we have struggled in lockdown. We met a couple of times. Of course, we just can't go and sit and have a cup of tea together. Um, we have to walk. Uh, and it's not the same drinking tea and walking. So anyway, yeah, so... 
it has been a busy week and um, I've been working for the Harsh Critic. Um, she's shown her true colours and she's got me, yeah, got my fingers bleeding there. Very demanding. I just seem to work for very demanding people all the time. I don't know what it is. Um, so, yeah, she's got a big thing uh, that she's organising for to coincide with her new book, which I will be uh, giving more information on shortly. But we're building up towards that uh, with a Twitter interview. Um, typical perfectionist, they have to do it twice. And um, then, so that's going on. Then I'm also, Damn Cheek uh, is doing a joint thing uh, with a group of therapists called Relational Spaces that Darren's also involved with, um, called Art for Heart's Sake. I can't remember whether I've mentioned this before, but anyway, that's on Wednesday. It's a sort of it's supposed to be an open mic, but because Darren's just such a control freak, it's he's basically curated it. There's nothing spontaneous about it whatsoever. So um, I'm doing a sketch with someone else, which is going to be hilariously funny. Um, and someone else I live with is possibly doing something as well, which is quite disturbing. Um, so if I, I, I'm not really asking as many people as I have for other things because uh, open mics aren't everybody's cup of tea, but there we go. So um, I also got roped into doing something else for Darren, which has just taken me absolutely days. It's typing up some document, uh, which has just sent me. Oh, yeah, well, don't stare in my... You see, this is the trouble in the dark. People could see in your houses. Not that I ever walk around looking in people's houses. Uh, before the curtains are shut, never do that. Uh, so they can just stop staring at me, and buzz off somewhere else. Um, so uh, yeah. So yes, and also Darren's also planning, uh, which I'm secretly quite pleased about. Though I pretended I wasn't. Uh, on doing my play again, he's planning on uh, an evening in January, in which my Nothing to See Here play that I did last month and the month before they did rather um, will be reperformed which is quite exciting, though I'm trying to pretend I'm not excited about it. Uh, well, I might write something new, actually. I'll see how I feel. I've got much time now. So, yeah, well, that's... So he's been taking up loads of time. I, I honestly, I, you know, I've had so much to do, and, of course, I got the edits through from the last podcast, which had to go out yesterday, late, as usual, from him. And it was a really tricky one to um, uh, edit. And, of course, I just get complaints from him because apparently I'm tapping a lot doing it well the reason i'm tapping is because i'm looking things up on the internet because i'm you know two hours of looking at his face uh listening to his whining essex accent it's not even an essex accent you know i quite like the essex accent it's just some composite i don't know what his accent and um i just get bored and start looking at my computer so of course that comes across as tapping and i've been told off for it i'm not editing them out so if you hear tapping in it it it's the dyslexic uh, episode which went out yesterday. Um, I'm not editing the tapping stuff that. So, um, and the reason I called it a dyslexic episode was because all these sort of funny things happened and he's cut most of them out, so it's just completely pointless title of it now. Sippity. So, um, yeah, so that was, that was all that. So, yeah, I've been rehearsing my Art for Heart's Sake sketch. I've got to do more of that tomorrow. And then the weekend was just very busy. Um, Saturday went on a walk for with the 
uh, Friends Valley Pally, I think they call that. And it was there was a choice between a history walk looking at water uh, or a nature walk, which was looking at nature. Now, the nature walk was looking at flowers that are still around at this time of year and, you know, what plants are still, you know, not just looking dead, uh, being autumn straight winter. And I thought, well, that'd be really interesting. So we got signed up for the nature walk. Uh, we got signed up for the history walk. Because um, oh, I couldn't think, well, what water is there in Ali Pali apart from the boating pond, boating lake? Well, as we found out, there isn't any water in Ali Pali. We spent uh, an hour covering the amount of ground I could have actually covered in 10 minutes. Uh, oh, there's a big fan. Oh, another big fan. I'm sure there's drugs operations going on down this road, you know. Oh, no, it's Tesco's. Second van's are Tesco's. No, it's not. It's Morrison's. Mm. Um, Morrison makes it, makes it apparently. Don't know what that means. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we started off looking. So there's a new reservoir just outside Ali Pali Crowns, which has got absolutely nothing to do with Ali Pali. On the other side of that, where you can't see it, is the new river. So the man told us a lot about the new river, which I already knew and you couldn't see it anyway. Then we looked at what used to be an outdoor swimming pool in the 1930s, which all that's left of that is basically wood. Uh, if you sort of scramble around in the uh, leaves and soil, you can find the slabs that made the corners of it. We're talking about six slabs, uh, just corners. Uh, and, and basically it's just, just standing in wood. And then we looked at uh, a bit of the reservoir, which was older, uh, and had a long discussion about a fence that Herringay Council, uh, that Thames Water had put up. And then we looked at a pond, uh, which couldn't really see properly because uh, the vegetation growing around it and it was covered in algae and it was horrible. That's supposed to be a conservation pond. And that was it. Um, that was an hour to look at that, to look at a load of things I couldn't see anyway. And this was right on the border. This was the opposite side to Ali Pali from where we live. So it took us about 40 minutes just to get there. So it was a great chunk of my day gone um, when I had other things to do. I've missed Strictly again. I'm so far behind on Strictly now. It's just upsetting. I mean, trying to flip in, not see who's got through on social media is an absolute nightmare. Um, so, yeah. But literally, I worked out, literally, we could have walked that walk in 10 minutes at a normal pace. But having said that, the man that took it was lovely. It was really nice. Um, and it was fresh air. It was just nice to be out. So I think we'll do a nature walk next time. And, um, yes, yeah, so that was Saturday. And then Sunday, we, uh, we went over to my brother because my brother, had, I'd gone up to Harrogate on the train, sorted out everything I wanted from the house. Uh, and he'd driven up and brought it all back. So um, he's drowning in stuff at the moment because his wife's mum died a while back, but they're still trying to sort out all her stuff. And she's got stuff from her parents. And um, So um, I've now got a, my card table, which I'd forgotten about. Um, I, don't, I just like having a card table. We probably will never use it, but the page has got really old and it looks a bit moth-eaten. Um, a painting of my of me that my mum did when I was little, probably about two, uh, which has always been hanging up in one of the rooms. Uh, a bed warmer. One of those copper bed warmers. I mean, everybody has a copper bed warmer and everybody has a Gladstone bag. 
So we've got a glass tin bag in the attic and we had a copper bed warmer hanging on the stairs. We've got the bed warmer. I just don't know why. And um, then boxes of books, which I haven't looked in because I can't. I got a bit down last night. I'm just... It was nice. It was really nice seeing my brother. It was lovely. In fact, we sat in a pub uh, in an outdoor area behind and had a really, really nice meal. Uh, I really am not prepared to be eating inside pubs. I just I've read too much about. There was a woman on the radio who's an inside building expert, and she said I'm not spending Christmas with my family. Uh, It's just too risky. So. I'm just getting a bit fed up of it all, really. I just can't bear not being able to see people. We went over to see another friend of ours on the way home um, who's going to be on her own at Christmas. And we she's she's wary because of her age and stuff. So we weren't really meant to go in, but she opened the kitchen door, which leads uh, out onto the street. And we just sort of sat on chairs by the kitchen door and she made us a cup of tea. Um, and isn't Tipper her dog lovely? don't know how many times I heard that on the way home. Um, yeah, and I just got frustrated and she'll be on her own for Christmas and I, it's just a bit like, I mean, she was really glad to see us and that was the main thing. Um, yeah, so, um, and then what else am I doing? So that was all that. So yeah, I'm, I've just about finished this stupid typing up for Darren. Um, and then I've got to edit my little Twitter interview with a harsh critic and then... Um, oh, I've got my uh, I've got my theatre uh, thing this evening, um, run by a really really famous director. Um, I'm, I'm being a bit vague about it because it's a bit under wraps. Um, but anyway, uh, he's doing an adaptation thing at the moment, and you have to come up with you have to read Antigone, Sophocles, Antigone, and I can't stand Greek tragedy, but I now really like it because. He's explained Greek tragedy to me in the way that no one else has. And um, you have to come up with three ideas, three different ways of adapting it. And I came up with three. I did, that was another thing I got stressed out over because I nearly didn't get it done in time. Um, and then he said, you know, does anyone want to um, give their three ideas? And I'll talk through them. And I honestly thought, I mean, there's a, over, there's a round about, it varies between about 170 to 220 people on the call. It's a lot of people, and a lot of them are in America. You know, it's a worldwide thing. And um, I just thought everybody would be flooding. Uh, and two people said they were willing, so I thought, oh, damn it, I'm going to. So I did mine. Um, and I mean, he didn't, he didn't critique them, but he talked through them. And it was absolutely fascinating. I thought, this is, you know, one of the country's top directors talking about my ideas. It was brilliant. I was really, really pleased with that. Um I've got, yes, I've got some other news which I still haven't heard anything on. So, I've, so yeah, so I've been on a couple of, he's talking about ad- adaptions a lot, and I've started readapting uh, The Harsh Critic's first book, which I adapted into a play. Uh, so I've sort of turned it upside down and inside out, and I'm doing all sorts of, I think my first adaptation was very literal, uh, and now I'm going to make it my own and make it into something very different. And the Couch Critic's very happy with it. So just fingers crossed on that. And I'm still supposed to be writing radio plays. I've signed up for the advanced radio play writing, which is next year, done by the same people. Um, but I've grown to all right writing those. Um, anyway, well, I won't have any teaching to do next week. Uh, Christmas decorations aren't up. Uh, and I've just had to hide. I mean, we just have so little room. I brought all the stuff back yesterday and I've just piled it into the 
small bedroom, which is now basically a room full of stuff. Um, cause I can't, I'm not in the mood to go through it all. I'm feeling a bit sad at the moment. I'm not in the mood to go through it all. Um, I mean, there's not masses of it, but there's quite a lot. Anyway, um, I got very weepy over the last episode of The Good Place. Very weepy. Uh, which just, uh, I think is possibly my favourite ever comedy programme. I think it's just brilliant. Uh, I didn't know the man that created it actually also co-created Parks and Recreation, which I really like. I must go, well, we haven't seen all of those actually. I'm just behind on that. Behind on Modern Family, never saw any of that. I think I sort of grind to a halt a bit because sometimes they just go on for too many series and they lose their impetus. And a good place with just four series and finished just perfectly uh, with me in sobbing. And um, it's a comedy. Yeah, it is a comedy. Um, but he's also written Brooklyn Nine-Nine, so, um, or whatever it's called. Is it Brooklyn Nine-Nine or Nine-One-Nine-One or something? Uh, I'm going to start watching that next. And um, started watching Shit's Creek again, which I think is my, as far as just sheer amount of times I've laughed at anything, Shit's Creek is my favourite comedy. Um, I just, every episode, I laugh constantly out loud at it. And continue chuckling once it's over because i just keep remembering bits from it it is so lovely and it's just hilariously funny and completely heartwarming uh, at the same time so um i think i've got lots of other things to say but i've really got to get on and i'm now on 21 minutes 49 seconds very unexciting outside and i'm gonna have to start a bit earlier so i can actually see people but it's now actually pretty much almost completely dark so i hope you're all all right out there uh, looking forward to being into tier three when i next speak to you And uh, thank you for listening.